If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. The 2014 deal for Hachette and Ingram to each share in the purchase of Perseus Books Group fell apart, but the parties announced this week they're ready for take two on the deal. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. On Tuesday, the publisher of Donna Tartt and Nicholas Sparks said they plan to acquire the publisher of George Soros and John Kerry in an effort to extend their reach into the nonfiction market. Then, late Thursday, Ingram picked up the distribution side of the Perseus business. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, joins me today as he does every Friday with this and all the latest book news. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. So indeed, the big news this week is the acquisition of Perseus by Hachette. We've seen that headline before, as I mentioned. Tell us about the deal as it stands today. I like to call this Hachette Perseus Part Deux. You know, after failing to complete the purchase of Perseus in 2014, Hachette indeed announced on Tuesday that it has finally struck a deal to acquire Perseus's publishing division. And the deal comes after months of speculation after Perseus disclosed last fall that it was looking for potential buyers. And of course, Hachette was rumored to be in the mix once again. I think the deal fulfills a longstanding desire by Hachette to add some more heft to its nonfiction program. Hachette has made no secret of its desire to expand Expand the nonfiction area. It acquired about a thousand adult nonfiction titles from Hyperion after the bid to buy Perseus failed in 2014, and those titles now form the core of Hachette Books Division under the direction of Moro de Preda. Noting the last-minute cancellation of the Perseus purchase 18 months ago, Michael Peach told us that the purchase was indeed, and I'll quote him here, a big step in expanding the company's range and expertise in a wide number of new nonfiction categories and. Certainly, that is true. Perseus Publishing comprises nine imprints, among them Avalon Travel, Basic Books,、uh, Civitas, DeCapo Press, DeCapo Lifelong Books, Public Affairs, Running Press, Seal Press, and Westview. And the publisher also has partnerships with the Economist, the Nation Institute, Participant Media, and the Weinstein Company. So, when the deal is done, Hachette will make Perseus a, a separate publishing group under Susan Weinberg, who, of course, is the longtime Perseus executive, who most recently served as senior VP. And publisher, and she's going to report directly to Michael Peach. So, yes, big news: the deal is now done. Well, well, the deal is done, but this is not the same deal that we saw nearly two years ago. What's the difference this time? Yeah, that's right. This time,、uh, the deal is for Perseus's publishing business only, not its distribution business. And you'll remember, in 2014, Hachette had agreed to buy Perseus's publishing and distribution businesses, and then had a side deal in which they were going to spin off the distribution business to Ingram. But when the Ingram deal fell. Apart, the whole deal unraveled, but no such issues this time around. And the parties say they actually hope to close the deal really quickly by the end of the month. In fact, following regulatory approval,、uh, and the expectation is that Perseus is going to hit the ground running. Peach told PW that he has no plans to make any major changes in Perseus's publishing operations, and that's you know, kind of a big deal because that company puts out about 500 new titles annually and has a backlist of approximately 6,000 titles. Now, as for the distribution business. That shoe dropped just last night, and to no one's surprise, the buyer once again is Ingram. Terms of the sale were not disclosed, other than to say that through this deal, Ingram will bring Perseus's four distribution companies: Publishers Group West, Consortium. 
Perseus Distribution, and Legato into its existing publisher services group. We can also say that the distribution business is estimated to have annual client revenues of about $300 million. Uh, the deal is expected to close at the end of March as well. And once it does, and the Hachette and Ingram deals are both done, Perseus CEO David Steinberger is going to be leaving Perseus. And that's kind of a big deal because Steinberger has guided the business for many years, and especially through the last two years, where the print distribution business has seen quite a resurgence with the, the growth of print. On that front, as far as uh, goes to the resurgence of print, uh, we learned this week uh, that ebook sales, according to AAP reports, have dipped further. Yes, the AAP reported sales for October 2015, and they showed that overall trade sales were up about 2% over the previous year, but that once again, adult ebook titles tumbled again. Now, that continues a trend that we've been talking about for much of the year on this show, much of last year, actually. And there's really not much more to add at this point. I think we've speculated as much as we can possibly possibly speculate, uh, and there are still any number of reasons as to why ebook sales may be falling off. Uh, surely, I think the rise in price with the reestablishment of agency pricing is a part of that story. But you know, the publishers have told us so far that they see it all as part of a balancing act, or should I say a rebalancing act between uh, digital and print. Uh, you can read more about the AAP's most recent numbers on the PW website, but for now, I'll just say more of the same. All right. Well, also from AAP, we have reports from its annual meeting in New York, which was conducted uh, earlier this week. They, they called the meeting Rising to the Challenges of the 21st Century. So what are the challenges they talked about? Yeah, that's right. And you can, once again, I'll point you to the PW website where you can read my colleague Calvin Reed's uh, coverage of the event, which was held at NYU uh, this week. Uh, and it featured a collection of speakers that addressed uh, topics including the suppression of free speech in public schools in America, that is. Uh, efforts to protect intellectual property, uh, and also, you know, the issues of global pirates. Piracy is an issue that we've talked a little bit less about as the ebook business has grown and sort of commerce has taken over, uh, for where fear once reigned in the digital realm. But global digital piracy still is a very important issue to AAP. On that score, the program featured, uh, Daniel Marti, who is the U.S. Intellectual Property Enforcement Coordinator. And I can't believe I got that title right. We call him the country's IP czar. That's how we know him for sure. And Marty reported on what he's been doing and what he's witnessed during his first year on the job. Uh, he was selected for the position in the summer of 2014 and uh, was confirmed 92 to nothing by the Senate a year ago, back when the Senate used to actually you know, confirm people. Marty didn't have much to say specifically about the efforts he has underway, but he did say that his office is working on its joint strategic plan on IP. Uh, and that's a study that's uh, delivered every three years that gives a comprehensive view of sort of how the office works and what its plans are uh, in regards to IP protection and the enforcement of IP on a global scale. So you can look for that report to come out pretty soon. I think it's law that the plan actually has to be submitted to the president and Congress some time this summer. All right. Well, there are three branches of government in Washington, D.C. You were talking about the president and Congress there. And let's turn lastly to the Supreme Court. And today, Friday, is the day we learn, expect to learn about the fate of Apple. Yes, supposedly, perhaps, we hope. <laughs> After a few delays, Apple's ebook price fixing cases is finally on the calendar for today's Supreme Court conference, along with about a hundred other cases, I think. So, you know, but we could have some news by the end of the day or by Monday, which is when the court usually releases its official results. Uh, but usually, you know, some of the attorneys will find out before Monday and leak it to us. So we could know as soon as this afternoon what the fate of uh, Apple is there. 
Well, we look forward to learning about that from you and all the other news next week when you join us again on Beyond the Book. But for this week, Andrew Albanese, thanks so much. My pleasure, as always. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global rights licensing technology and content workflow organization. At CCC, we serve more than 35,000 customers and 15,000 copyright holders worldwide, managing over 950 million rights from the world's most sought-after journals, books, blogs, movies, and more. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 